From the Geek at Arms podcast, this is Geeks at Play. Geeks at Play is our gaming actual play episodes, where we invite some of our friends around the digital table to roll some dice, have some laughs, and share an adventure. Welcome to Geeks at Play, an actual play creation of Geek at Arms. Today, we have with us three wonderful guests, and I'll let them introduce themselves. My name is Alan Mowers. I am one of the hosts and the producer of the Min Max podcast. Uh, coming to you from the Nashville area and looking to have some rip-roaring fun today. I'm Ashley Mowers of the Min Max podcast, and I'm coming to you from Alan's Kitchen. <laughs> I'm in your home. No! And I am Kyle Stainbrook, who had to stop himself from introducing himself as Kyle Mowers. Take that as you will. <laughs> <laughs> and I am the third and final co-host of the MinMax podcast, and uh, also super excited to play some goofy fun games. And I, of course, am your host and GM, Mike. And today we're going to play Roll for Shoes. Roll for Shoes is a microsystem where you start off with one skill called Do Anything. Anytime you want to do anything, you roll your 1d6 to do whatever you're trying to do. The GM will roll against you, and if you roll higher than the GM, then you succeed. If you fail, then you get an experience point. If you roll all sixes on your roll, you get an additional skill at one die higher. So suppose you are rolling your do anything to sneak and you roll a six, then you get to invent a new skill and you can call that skill stealth or sneak or who knows, you could even call it I'm nigh invisible. I don't care. If you roll your nigh invisible for 2d6 and you roll two sixes, then you get to create yet another skill at 3d6 for whatever it is that you were doing at that time. Now, your experience points come into play when you wish you had rolled a six for advancement purposes. So suppose you were rolling your sneak hide and you rolled a five and a six. You can still fail if the difficulty was 12 or 13. But once you've determined success or failure, you can use that experience point to turn that five into a six. So you had double sixes and you can create your own brand new shiny skill. So are we on board? Yeah, absolutely. Do we think we understand? I'd never assume I understand. Oh, I love that answer. Okay, so the scenario today is we are at the Miss Universe pageant, except it's a little bit different because the contestants are actually from all over the universe. There are aliens hiding on Earth and trying to disguise their alien features. And in a system of, I don't know, para-governmental organizations that are hoping to provide unity and peace and also making sure that, yes, they are all humans. No, there are no aliens among us. We are having the Miss Universe pageant. So all these contestants from all over the universe can prove that they can pass as Earth's prettiest human. So why don't we let you introduce your characters, where you're from, uh, where you say you're from, and the unique alien feature you're trying to hide. Why don't we go in reverse order this time? Kyle, why don't you, why don't you kick us off? 
Hello, I am Delta Four. Er, Delilah. I'm from the the Silicon Valley on Earth. Uh, actually, the the Vegasphere. And uh, well, you see, we're a very robotic race, and our creator was inspired by mechanisms from the the early Earth science fiction genre. So I'm very boxy and awkwardly shaped and have to have padding underneath my clothing to pass for an even remotely human shape. This can only go wonderful. <laughs> Ashley, who will you be playing today? Hi, I'm Margot Martindale. Margot with a T, no relation. I'm from Oklahoma. Actually, from Kepler-138D. I have tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> and Alan, if I dare ask, uh, who are you playing today? <clears throat> I am Agatha Crispy. <laughs> I am from Alpha Centauri. I say I'm from Topeka, Kansas. And I have a pair of antennae on top of my head that I try to hide with pigtails. And we're going to see if we can actually make it through this adventure today. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The stage is set and all of the contestants are gathered backstage. As you are brought into position, you can see through the curtains as the spotlights are shining through the gaps in the curtains and on the floor. You can hear the MC who you know is in on what this is really all about. And you can hear an audience cheering, knowing that they have no idea what this is all about. As the curtain parts, and you can see the lights, you can see vague shapes of the dim uh, through the dimness in the audience. You see the MC with his microphone, his very, very splendid costuming, and his very fancy spats. As he's introducing all of the contestants from all over the universe, although only introducing them as all over the world, and he introduces your characters, and he announces that for the first event in the competition for the Miss Universe pageant, there will be a talent competition. As the MC is introducing all of the various individuals from all over the galaxy, and you see some of the performances, you can tell that some of your competitors have not done their research or done the practicing as well as they should. And little beads of sweat, for those of you who possess the proper glands, begin to bead up on your foreheads or appropriate atomical similar appendages. Until he calls on one of you. And, Alan, I have a question. I have an answer. What talent is Agatha Crispy going to demonstrate? Today, I am going to demonstrate the power of cooking. (laughs) (laughs) The MC says, well, that sounds glorious. And what shall you be preparing for our enjoyment this evening? Crepes. Then, crew, can you please produce the crepe cart for Miss Crispy? And 
instantly there are a number of stagehands wheeling out a crepe pan and the proper ingredients so that you can demonstrate crepe making for the audience. Could I ask you to... Now, you're going to be actually trying to make these crepes, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Then that sounds like you're doing something. Let's roll a d6. That's a big old one. Oh, no. That is a big old one. Okay. I Not that you can possibly succeed with that. So give yourself an experience point. Woot. Would you like to use that experience point immediately or would you like to bank it? I would like to bank it. Great. So when you try to make the crepes, could you could you let us know what went wrong? Sure. Um, <clears throat> as I began to mix my crepe batter, I had a problem. I have never cooked before. And I... <laughs> Doing my clandestine research on the Earth humans, I ran across an author named Agatha Christie, but I thought that would be too obvious. And I found crispy is sounds like Christie, so I went with it. But that means I don't know how to cook at all. So as I mixed the ingredients, I put in far too much flour, and they just dried. And it <laughs> it turned into a big, flaky, floppy mess. Well, Miss Crispy, that looks just uh, that looks just uh, that looks just lovely. Um, would you would you like to uh, would you like to tell the 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 audience uh, uh, how you developed this this uh, amazing looking recipe? And I'd like you to try to bluff this one out so that the uh, you need to convince the audience that this was not as much of a disaster as it was intending to be. Sure. <clears throat> you see, when my dead grandmother passed me this <laughs> recipe, it was always a little bit of an odd one, but she preferred a little bit of crunch with her crepes. <laughs> <laughs> and... While the traditional crepe moves itself around the pan and has a silky exterior that you can then slishy slosh around <laughs> in the pan, this one comes off with a little bit more rise and a little more floof, and it produces a more cake-like crepe, which is what you see here. All right. Well, it sounds like you are trying to convince the audience of something. Why don't you roll a do anything? Another one. Oh. <laughs> Alan, throw me a bone here. <laughs> okay. Here's here's a question. You now have two experience points. Would you like to create a new skill or do you want to bank this one as well? I would like to create mind control. Whoa. All right. Wow. We are starting that early. Fantastic. <laughs> well, thank thank you, Miss Crispy, for that wonderful, touching story and how how personally this particular recipe touches uh, t touches your your family heritage. Um, now, Miss Delilah, what what talent shall you be presenting for our audience today? I will be demonstrating. Uh, Programming of a supercomputer. 
Well, it's been some time since we've seen that particular talent in the talent show. I'm sure they will all find that absolutely riveting. Why don't you give me a roll? That is a two. Well, I have some good news and some bad news. <laughs> but the good news is you get an experience point. Yay. Why don't you tell me the bad news of what is going on with your supercomputer as you are attempting to program it? Wait, I apologize where where is the switchboard why why is this computer so small this is illogical <laughs> please please bring me a real computer this this cannot be a super computer it is tiny <laughs> How, how am I supposed to flip switches inside of this little box? Would you like to... You can see that the audience face is starting to collectively droop. You can see through the lights. You can even see the puzzlement on their faces. Why don't you try to um, offer the audience some explanation as to why you are so unfamiliar with what to them seems to be a perfectly ordinary computer? Do you want me to roll first or? Oh, I don't care. RP at first. Okay. <laughs> RP at first and then we'll see if it succeeds. This is fine. Okay. Fair enough. You see, uh, to explain, the technology that we use in Silicon Valley, where I'm from, is so advanced that it, it, it far surpasses the, this item that you see in, in front of me. And uh, clearly... Uh, it is difficult to work on, on such archaic machinery. All right, give me a roll. See how they like that. That's another two. Okay, well, <laughs> this is an amazing talent competition. <laughs> We're very consistent. <laughs> like, the crowd goes completely dead silent. You can hear the computer start to, like, you can hear the sound of its hard drive ticking over their silence. And, and, and it's an SSD. So. <laughs> so give yourself another experience point. While the MC says, well, I am terribly sorry, Miss Delilah. We, uh, we, we, mis we misunderstood your specifications and we will... Uh, most certainly, and uh, we will most certainly next time try to try to provide more adequate uh, equipment. Th thank you, thank you so much for your uh, display of your of of your talent. That is okay. Please try harder next time. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, the MC turns to you and says, "And now for." Our final display in the talent competition, we have Miss Margot Martindale. What what are you bringing before us in the audience this evening? Yes, thank you. So, while I was in education in Oklahoma, I learned in the hilly lands uh, how to skateboard. And so <laughs> I would like to provide for your entertainment a skateboarding trick. Why don't you tell me what you rolled? <laughs> also a two. 
I'm going to switch dice at this point because you get, <laughs> like, good for you. You get an experience point. Why don't you explain how your skateboarding trick goes for the audience? <laughs> so I think what happens is she gets overcome with stage fright. And so <laughs> she gets, she successfully gets on the skateboard and then just looks at the audience with a glazed over expression on her face and just slowly moves across the stage without actually doing anything. <laughs> and she's just got this like pasted on grin on her face as she slowly crawls across the stage on the skateboard. <laughs> You you hear like way back in the background like one person. <laughs> so would you like to um explain to the audience why you are so um <laughs> I I don't even know how to describe how you are so. <laughs> um as you can see, forward movement is the first step of any skateboarding affectionado. And I have mastered it. Yay for me and my persistence. <laughs> oh, this is beautiful. All right. Why don't you why don't you give me a roll? That's a one. <laughs> <laughs> We're really good at beauty. Wild, because because me too. Um, so <laughs> you you have to exceed my role. That's all. My dumb is emanating into the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you give yourself yet another experience point? Okay. Tell me, are you going to create a new skill, or are you going to be banking this one as well? I think I want to create a new skill. <laughs> all right. I would I would like to call it infectious stupidity. <laughs> oh, I'm already so looking forward to this adventure. <laughs> so the MC says, "Thank you, thank you all. That will conclude for the uh, the the final entry into the talent competition. We can't wait to see these lovely contestants for round two, the swimsuit competition." <laughs> <laughs> You knew it was coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. As you hurry backstage to your swimsuit selection, when we get to that stage, I'm going to let you know you're going to have to describe your swimsuit for your listeners, and you're going to have to roll to say how you have disguised your uniquely alien features in this swimsuit. As you are backstage, you do encounter a snag. And by a snag, I mean a particularly large one. One of the other contestants has tripped over the curtain, stumbled, and has actually pulled it down onto people, sending almost everyone tumbling. I would like you all to roll a d6 to keep your alien feature hidden while you're all sprawled about. Ooh. What have we got? I got a five. Okay. I got a two. Oh. <laughs> and I got a one. Oh, no. oh my gosh. This is so wonderful. 
Ashley, you are doing just fine. Would you like to tell me what happens when Margot tumbles so that she she keeps her tentacles under control? I think that because she's so lithe and has pretty much no bones, she kind of just like gracefully swan dives to the floor like swoons and kind of goes oh and really plays up the the damsel effect (laughs) and then picks herself up and adjusts her dress and and then grins back out at the audience and and says it's just one of those days a case of the mondays Would you like to use one of your experience points to turn that into a six to gain a new skill? Or are you happy just keeping it banked? I'm going to keep it banked for now. Okay. Kyle, tell us about poor Delilah as the tumble happens. So Delilah topples over immediately and all of her padding just shifts all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) Just, Just an ever more awkward series of lumps. And as they're laying there... Error, 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 error. Internal gyros off, off, off. Oh, oh, oh. I, I mean, oops. I, I have fallen over. Someone, please help me. It sounds like you're trying to recover from your verbal goof up uh, as well as your your physical one. That sounds like you're doing something. I am doing something. Let's see if we can do something. Oh my gosh, that's another one. Okay. (laughs) Would you like to, uh, you get another experience point. Are you banking it or are you using it? I am 100% creating a new skill. Wonderful. And my new skill is going to be lying. (laughs) That is a good skill for this game. All right, Alan, what has gone wrong when poor Agatha Crispy suffers from her tumble? As... She begins to fall. The ponytail on her head kind of slides to the side, and one of the antennae just kind of starts poking out. And to try to cover, as the trip begins, instead of being graceful, Agatha is just going to let out a blood-curdling shriek. And then trying to use the sound to hide, like, like attention in some way while also drawing massive amounts of attention and, like, throw her head to the side like she's hit it and then jostle the hair back into place. Okay. All right. That, it, that sounds like you're... you're uh... It sounds like you're doing a couple of different things. So why don't you give me a roll as to see how well how well you covered for this with your shriek of <laughs> shriek of agonizing. That's a five. Oh, hot dang. I only rolled a three. So you Woo! absolutely are able to draw attention while distracting attention from your exposed eye stalks. Or not eye stalks, your antennae. So With that, just asking the question before we move into the next round, are you comfortable with the skills that you have, or do you want to use what you were doing with your so successful shriek that you want to use one of your experience points to bump that up to a new skill? I would like to bump up a new skill. Okay. So what related to your shrieking would you like to make this, what what do you want this skill to be? I'd like the skill to be moxie. 
Ooh, <laughs> that sounds potent. <laughs> okay, as you all shuffle backstage, you hear some murmurs of like, what happened? However, and, uh, and you see people trying to readjust their costuming, their prosthetics, their added limbs, for they do not have the requisite number to pass <laughs> as a human. <laughs> As the stagehands are trying to set the curtain back up into its proper position. During this time, you are also getting yourself changed into your swimwear as you are getting staged to enter the next phase of the competition. So you hear the stagehands say, okay, we've got 30 seconds to places, 30 seconds to places, everybody get into place. And as you shuffle and take your places, the curtain reopens and the MC says well everyone welcome back and here we have our wonderful ladies in the Miss Universe competition now for the swimwear competition first we have and he starts going down the line and you see all number of your fellow expatriates from all over the universe doing their walk down the catwalk and then back to their positions. Some of them seem to misunderstand what swimwear is. They've obviously done some research into what what sort of earth aquatics are. You do see some that are wearing um, snorkels and masks. One of them is actually wearing a German U-boat wreck diving suit. <laughs> <laughs> As she lumbers to and from her initial positions. So why don't you tell us what swimwear your people are wearing. Kyle, why don't we why don't we have you go first? The MC says, and next we have the lovely Delilah, who is wearing Delilah steps out onto the stage and they're wearing just a one-piece bathing suit, having spent a very long time looking through a host of bikinis and various other things and realizing there is no padding to be had in any of this. <laughs> <laughs> so they step out on stage and very clearly like very boxy sharp corners where hips should be and where shoulders should be and like padding where there can be which is not much and then just this very hastily applied makeup and concealer like trying to cover as much of the like metal tones of <laughs> of robot parts sticking out from the swimsuit that couldn't be concealed otherwise okay so it sounds like you're that you're <laughs> sounds like you're doing something for goodness sakes what are you doing <laughs> tell me what this is dressing up okay give me a roll that's a three it's the best i've had guess what did i do it did i do it you did it. Yay! You have successfully <laughs> dressed up. You hear the audience applaud and ooh and ah uh, and are just just in awe of your grace and elegance. Thank you. Thank you so much, Delilah. We very much appreciate that. And uh, and and now Margot, Margot Martindale, our next contestant. Yes, well, no one should say that the fair-skinned need to sacrifice for fashion. And she gestures to a swimming costume that is made entirely of plastic wrap um, <laughs> that has bound 
her extra tentacles to her body and goes all the way down to her ankles and her elbows. And then her hands are covered in dish gloves and <laughs> she's wearing Wellingtons on her feet. <laughs> because in her mind, humans can't get wet. So they must have all manner of protection. Okay. So it sounds like you are doing something. What sort of do anything type activity are you doing to make this pass? Well, she's merely trying to get down the runway in the first place because she's bound herself so tightly. So I think what she's kind of doing is like um like an army man walk, very like one foot after the other side to side, kind of like her feet are stuck because she can't really bend in this. And her arms are like, her hands are like up so the dish gloves don't come sliding off. That's beautiful. Give me a roll. Oh no, that's a two. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you are trying to remain upright, you first... Give yourself an experience point. <laughs> what happens as you try to remain upright? I would say that she did not account for a loose piece of plastic wrap. And so as she's trying to march down the runway, she accidentally steps on her own bathing costume and trips herself <laughs> and just falls face first onto the stage. Here's my question. Are you going to try to get up and recover? Or here's another question. Would anybody, having seen this fall, like to assist their compatriot in getting up from, from this terrible fall? I think, Delilah, knowing full well what it's like to fall flat on your face in front of this audience, would, would hurriedly rush out and, Oh, let me help. Let me help reestablish your gyros. <laughs> Okay, why don't you roll for reestablishing gyros? <laughs> wow, that is another one. I got a one too. You need to. All right. So, what happens? Okay, first, give yourself an experience point. Yep, yep. What happens as you are trying to reestablish the gyros? <laughs> I think they go rushing out and. Not necessarily being familiar with the physiology of, of her species, tries to turn her upright upside down. <laughs> Here, I have assisted. I have assisted. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> Margo, would you like to try to uh, recover your footing from this downright awful upright? <laughs> yes. Thank you for your help. If you could stay stationary, I think I might be able to get myself up. And and I'll try to like bend at the waist, but really it's kind of like <laughs> like riding a plank. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give me a roll to see how well that works. Gosh dang it. It's a one. How do you <laughs> Why are we so bad at this? <laughs> now here's the thing: you've got a you've got a good pool of of experience points. Do you do any of you want to uh, want to use them to develop new skills at, for this rapidly unfolding scenario? <laughs> but I don't even know what skill I'm developing. <laughs> 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 You 
can go broad. You can go agility. You can go. You can go right yourself. Uh, you can go forward momentum. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to burn my point to establish a understanding anatomy skill. <laughs> oh, nice. That will be valuable. <laughs> oh gosh. Um I'm I'm going to develop a skill called networking. Ooh. All right. All right. So give yourself a 2d6 networking. At this point, a couple of stagehands decide to intervene and actually get you upright and are able to get Delilah kind of ushered back to their proper position. <laughs> like, thank you, Delilah. You've been very helpful. Please. You're, thank you. You are welcome. You are welcome. But yes, please, please be helpful right here on your mark. As you wish. Everyone, you should give a round of applause for Miss Congeniality herself, Delilah, for helping me in my great time of need. <laughs> okay, you're trying to convince the crowd. Give me a roll. Four. They burst into applause, and that is, like, they are so focused on Delilah's assistance and congeniality and your grace in in the face of what has just happened that there are tears in the eyes smiles and applause here's another question you did a thing and you have experience points banked you can create a new skill if you want yeah sure why not i'll call it crowd work Ooh, fantastic mm -hmm. i'm almost afraid to ask <laughs> but <laughs> the mc now turns to and miss agatha crispy what are you wearing? Agatha steps out and is in one of those antique copper brass scuba diving helmets. Nice. And is wearing a two-piece bathing suit that is made completely of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> she, she walks forward and sachets as sassily as possible and gives the audience what would be a wink if you could see her eye and says... My swimsuit is crispy like me. <laughs> what kind of do anything are you doing to work the crowd here? Was feeling an Adventure Time character. <laughs> I would like to woo the audience. Ooh, woo away! That's a one. Oh <laughs> Just utterly repelled. Alan, I want you to look at the other five sides of your dice and tell me if there are other different numbers on I, in them. In fact, switch the dice. I'm going to banish that one as well. I I rolled a one as well. So the the audience kind of stares blankly, and at that point, uh, the MC says. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much, Miss Agatha Crispy. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you. No, please, thank you. Please, please, Miss Crispy, thank you. Um, <laughs> she salutes and <laughs> and just and says, You can just call me the floating admiral. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's an Agatha Christie novel. <laughs> the 
the the MC, as you return to your mark, uh, turns to the crowd and said, and we want to go ahead and address the criticism that has been levied against the Miss Universe pageant. We understand that there are accusations of misogyny, that we have contestants dressing up in swimwear for no apparent reason, and to address that problem, we now introduce the next section of our competition, the swimming competition. And he pulls a lever, and the floor just drops out from under you directly into a pool. Oh, no! Oh, no. <laughs> I'm really hoping that they had waterproofing on the Vegasphere. <laughs> Here's the question, I guess. Are are you are you waterproofed at all? <laughs> I mean, considering the uh design choices that were made in the construction of my race, I'm going to say probably not particularly. <laughs> do you do you want to try to then I'm just tossing an idea out here to cope with the situation. Engage emergency flotation. Or here's another question. Does anybody else in in the party want to try to save Delilah from this impending mechanical difficulty? Yeah, yeah. I think Margot would, would attempt to, one, because she feels very comfortable in water considering she comes from a water planet. And two, because Delilah just saved her own butt. And she wants to keep as close to her as possible for the goodwill of the audience. I think that Agatha would also at least reach out and try and help. You mean she doesn't have bacon bits floating everywhere? (laughs) (laughs) So gross. That's going to be the filter. (laughs) Okay, so why don't uh, don't you all give me some rolls? That's a three. (laughs) Oh, I hope that's a good all. It is. That's a six. Nice. And mine's just a two. I would like you to give yourself an experience point, both Kyle and Alan. Woot! Yep. And so Ashley manages to succeed in saving her friend and also gains a new aquatically related skill. What what how does this unfold well first what skill are you giving yourself ashley and then let's find out how this unfolds i think i'm going to give myself the skill jet stream um which allows me to move far more quickly in water than i would on land okay awesome now tell me how does this unfold i think we we drop into the water I'm at first <laughs> delighted by the familiarity, and then I, <laughs> I I hear the ominous thunk and then sizzle <laughs> of my friend. <laughs> and in the chaos, like we'll probably have gotten a little separated, but I'll turn and I'll I'll make myself, you know, like how how octopi do, where they they can like make themselves super narrow, and then I'll just like kind of weave through all the other chaotic bodies and get to my friend and like (laughs) with my gloved hands (laughs) (laughs) scoop (laughs) scoop her up it'll be very Baywatch (laughs) (laughs) 
would anybody else like to give themselves new skills in response to what's just happened? I would like to. Good idea. Same. I would like to give myself the power of bounty, the quicker picker upper. (laughs) (laughs) Alan, I have, I have been GMing for 21 years. I feel like it's all led up to just this exact moment. (laughs) Okay. And what new skill does Delilah have? Delilah realizing a very obvious shortcoming in her physiology (laughs) would like to develop the skill of reconfiguring her anatomy, their anatomy. Ooh. I have a feeling like a Transformers sound effect is going to get <laughs> yes. deployed somewhere around here. <laughs> okay. As you are all trying to save Delilah, and as Margot is keeping Delilah dry as best as possible, uh, something else catches your vision. As people are scrambling away, and as some people are moving pretty readily with their scuba gear or lumbering along the bottom with their wreck suits, something... Something is moving rapidly through the water that was not a contestant. Can you all give me rolls to see if you can identify what's going on? Yes, finally. (laughs) I got a six. Nice. I got a three. I got a three as well. Okay. The the two of you who rolled threes, give give yourself a point and... Delilah, being kept above the water, you have the vantage point that no one else has. And you see something that makes the electronic equivalent of your blood turn cold. You see that there is a forensian trip eel that has been loosed upon these poor, hapless contestants. You have seen these before, but never on Earth. It is a deadly, deadly animal that has a very powerful psychotoxin. If it manages to bite someone, they are going to be in a very bad place. Um, What do you do with this new information? Well, since I got a six, I can take a new skill, right? Yes. What skill are you taking? I am going to take capture... Ooh, okay. All right. So what are you going to do now that you have a brand new capture role? What you doing? So I am going to, first, I'm going to attempt to reconfigure my anatomy with that skill so that I am able to function in water. Okay. As a human does. Yep. We all turn into speedboats when we need to. <laughs> yep. Well, that's a grand total of two. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, uh, you you do reconfigure, but not in such a way that is helpful <laughs> to the situation. How do you reconfigure? I think the uh, the various gears and servos within their body start to realign in a way that helps keep any critical machinery sheltered from any water that might seep in through their outer casing. Having never actually had to do this before, very clearly fails at blocking any level of water. 
So you you seal off everything and think enough to have some drain holes on your feet so the water can get out if it happens to get in. Not realizing that that's not how holes work with drains. Okay. Fair enough? Yes. Nope. Sounds great. Okay. Um, By this time, I'm assuming that you have called some attention to the fact that there is something dangerous and wicked in the water. How do you alert your companions to what's happening? Warning! Dangerous creature! Swim away! Swim away! All right. Alan, how is Agatha Crispy responding to this news? Agatha Crispy is currently sitting on the bottom because of the scuba helmet. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Is going to open the front face and this low sound begins to emanate from her face as she uses the bouncer, the quicker picker upper skill and is just going to begin absorbing all of the water. Wow. It's just going to go. And the sound just continues and is just absorbing. And she's swelling and growing larger and larger and larger as she absorbs the water. As humans do, of course. (laughs) Please give me a roll for this. I want this to work so bad, please. Six! (laughs) Now, wait a minute. Is that a six on two dice or on one die? That is six on one die. Then roll another die because the quicker picker upper is a 2D skill. That's double sixes. Oh, no way. <laughs> I was terrified. I was terrified because I rolled an 11. Oh, my oh, gosh. <laughs> you get, without spending any experience points, you not only succeed, which is terrifying the more that i think about it (laughs) and you get a new skill tell me what that new skill is the new skill is going to be blunt force trauma (laughs) okay (laughs) is that so how is the blunt force trauma related to the scenario like let's let's work this one out uh so the blunt force trauma is going to be used as the water is rapidly dropping, uh, the fall and the impact that is created upon the vicious eel that has been set apart is going to be th- akin to a fish getting thrown from the second story of a parking garage and just landing with a big old splat. That sounds like an oddly specific scenario that you've done with fish, Alan. Anyway, but we're moving on. So, the eel just as the water is rapidly come out from under it just slaps down on the, on on the ground you see this thing's tongue just hang out its mouth spirals over its eyes despite the fact that your eyes don't really get spirals but that's what is actually happening to this <laughs> eel as the rest of the contestants are being ushered out of this pool and the mc very quickly says well Thank you very much for the uh, for for all these lovely ladies and their amazing swimming. Thank you, curtain, please. Let's go to commercial. And so he's obviously shaken, not only by what you just did, because I mean everyone's a little terrified. You see, audience members like covering their mouths, trying to uh, trying to keep dinner down at what they've just observed. 
And so as you are all ushered back straight, like, are you like, Alan, how do you get out of this pool? Like, walk me through this because it's hurting. Slowly, just rolling, just like horizontally rolling. And just there's the, the, you know, the sound that a waterbed makes when you start trying to move it. It's just that. Every step, it just says, Okay, I guess you flollop your way out of the pool. <laughs> Am I getting the picture right? Yes, you are. Are you retaining this water backstage? <laughs> no. Like, is this you for the rest uh, of the adventure? <laughs> yes or no is fine. I just need to know. No, because what Agatha would proceed to do is walk to the nearest water receptacle and or drain and proceed to then open the face hole again on the scuba tank and just <laughs> down and just excrete all of the liquid that they just absorbed. Listeners, I didn't know exactly what we'd be doing tonight, but it certainly wasn't this. <laughs> <laughs> the tone backstage is different i mean not just because of like the stage hands that are like trying like they would be holding your hair except like it's not it's not quite the scuba hamlet on there still it's like pat 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 <laughs> with a clunk 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 as they're patting your, your poor head but you get the sense that this eel was not part of the competition like stage hands are visibly shaken and they are hurriedly trying to get people out of this pool. There are people that are putting cattle prods in the water to like make sure this thing is stunned, make sure this thing is dead before covering the state, closing the stage back up and turning it back into a stage. What do you do with the tone and the scenario that you see unfolding before you? I think Margot would want to try to calm everyone that's backstage just trying to like a very the show must go on kind of attitude and we're all in this together kind of camaraderie like we've survived together this is a thing we've gone through so we've trauma bonded <laughs> okay give me this uh trauma bond speech uh, give me a roll for that. Sure. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a two. Okay. Um, is that on two? Because, uh, well, I guess I should say, what skill are you rolling? Oh, yeah, I guess I could use crowd work because this is kind of like a mini crowd. Yeah, go ahead. Let's, let's give that a re-roll with two dice. Oh, gosh, dang it. That's still a two. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Um, give, give yourself an experience point. Yep. Use interbanking. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to bank it for now. Great. The tone is, you know, they, there are some, there are some people that are, that are nodding along and trying. There are a couple that are just kind of looking at you with contempt and they, because they, one of them just comes out and says, we're not all in this together because someone let the thing loose. I suppose you have a point, but... That person should still be given grace. All right. Let's 
give you another chance to use this skill. Try to work the crowd to give grace. Six. Fantastic. Is that on two dice? Yes. All right. Fantastic. Yeah. They at that point you start to see some people, some of the anger starting to start, starting to disseminate um, about about giving grace. Um, all right, Alan, Kyle, what what is what are Agatha and Delilah doing with this idea that this thing's been set loose and this was not part of the show? I think Delilah's going to attempt to use their newfound understanding of anatomy to basically observe everyone backstage and see if they can determine if anyone's showing any signs that they might be nervous, anxious, lying, anything like that. Yeah. Go ahead and give that anatomical evaluation. Oh, six and a five. So 11. Wow. Okay. I rolled, I rolled an eight. If I can tell you how I imagine this and you can tell me if that's how it works or how it does not just within your own electronic vision, just the silhouettes of people are, are being clipped and you can see descriptors of agitated, worried, conclusion, trauma response, or obviously shivering, shaking, a, a trauma response. You see some people that are then not looking quite as traumatized, but are looking reclusive and they're looking a little suspicious. And it seems that the Sildorians seem to not be quite as bothered by the eel as everyone else. And a Sildorian was wearing the wreck suit while in the water. Hmm. Delilah just effectively, they don't have breath, but mutters under their breath, targets identified. <laughs> All right. Do you share this with your compatriots? I would assume that seeing as Margot is keeping me out of the water, that we're still nearby to one another. So I think I would turn to her and say, thank you for your assistance, Margot. I should alert you that I have identified the Sildorians are acting unusually. I note one of them was well sheltered in the water and would not have been in danger from the eel. Oh, well, either they were very prepared or they're incredibly cruel. And I, I suppose we should find out. But I have noticed that Agatha Crispy, I don't, that, that word unnerves me. Um, she was rather useful. Should we include her in our escapades? I think your conclusion is logical. Hagatha! Yes? Are you done emptying yourself of the life liquid? Yes. I, I, I have excreted. Delilah has some very pertinent information. Am I understanding correctly that in this situation I might refer to you as my new friends? Well, certainly. It's not that good-for-nothing host, that's for sure. This is highly positive news. I have always wondered about friendship. Well, my friend, we are certainly not in Kansas anymore. And as such, or Oklahoma. we are friends. 
I, I have never been to either Kansas or Oklahoma, but they sound nice. I should alert you as well, Margot, that the Sildorians appear to be acting suspiciously. I noted to Margot that the Sildorian in the contest was on the bottom, well sheltered in their suit, and thus not in danger from the eel. This is either very lucky, as the humans would say, I believe, or it is very unusual and suspicious behavior. Well, how would we like to approach this? Should we talk to them directly, or should we lure them and tie them up? I have recently been analyzing ways in which I could capture other creatures. That seems it may be a beneficial route to take. Would you like to set up the room while I approach? Yes, I will do so. Okay, what Margo would like to do is approach the Sildorians to try to... <laughs> Bring them into the the trap that her friends are setting up. <laughs> a honeypot, if you will. <laughs> I can see no way this could possibly go wrong. I'm no, delighted. Of course not. <laughs> so, as we set the scene, do we want to describe the trap first, or do we want to do the lure first? <laughs> I kind of want to know the lure first. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I would like to use networking, and I'm going to approach them to let them know that there are special snacks for the elite contestants. And putting on the most feminine possible voice, the Sildorians are capable. Special snacks? That sounds, that, that sounds absolutely delightful. Yes, they're supposed to calm our nerves, and because they need us in tip-top shape, I've been requested to bring you to where this spread is. Will you accompany me? I don't go anywhere alone, much like a human female. That, that, that does sound very soothing to my very agitated nerves. Of course. Let us link arms as comrades and attend. Okay, let's see if they actually believe you or if they're blowing smoke. Okay. Okay, I rolled a seven. You rolled a seven. Okay, they do link arms with you. Uh-oh. However, uh, you do have a new shiny experience point. Great. But we're not going anywhere with you. <laughs> and they clutch tightly. Here's my question. When they grab at you, do they actually get a hold of you? Mm. Or do you slink away? Because they just rolled for it. What do you roll to get away? Ooh, okay. Yeah. What do I roll to get away? Oh, shoot. I rolled a one. Oh, no. Really? I rolled a three. Uh, the Sildorian grabs a hold of you and says, So... What is this exactly that you think will soothe my nerves? What do you know? I would like to use infectious stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think this is going to be brilliant. Yes, do. Okay. 
what are you infectiously stupidifying at them? <laughs> oh, no. Well, I was an English major, so I know a lot of things, none of which have applied to this competition very much. But I'd, I'd love to tell you all about Edgar Allan Poe and ravens. And, um, well, I was on the swim team and we learned a lot about uh, a, this back float. I've never found much use for it in a survival situation, uh, certainly not recently. Um, and I have to say, human pools are very confusing. Um, what is the purpose of one without lots of jets and bubbles? Also, the walls are very high, and it's very confusing. Why would you want to be confined like that? I found that very unnerving. So when the host told me that there was a spread of gummy-like substances that were supposed to calm us, I thought, what better than to spread the news of, of the people and contestants that I found to be the, the most, the, well, frankly, the most calming of the bunch. You weren't freaking out like these other tarts. <laughs> you can, you can only see that he, she, they, it made it halfway through what you were saying as the eyes started to unfocus and just the grip just started to slack and as the as you're free of the grip they just kind of stand there dazed trying to work out what's happening in their eyes and their ears <laughs> you've got some you've got some some experience points banked. Do you want to use a couple of those to turn these into sixes and, and use this to your advantage as you move forward? Yeah, sure. What new skill are you creating at 3d6? I think I'm going to create calm under pressure. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Wow. I like how, how calm can be used both as uh, as an adjective and as a verb. So that's very, very potent there. <laughs> All right. We know that they're not following. Like, we know that. However, I'm not sure that, that Delilah and Agatha know that nobody's coming for their traps. So I would love to know in one of these conference rooms what sort of trap the two of them have devised. Agatha, I have an idea. I will reconfigure my form to create a trap. And you may throw this rug over me so that they will not see me. And when they step inside the door, I will capture them. Can you make yourself flat? I can make myself semi-flat. I, I am incapable of reducing the number of my dimensions. Okay, how about this? Make yourself into a trap. And when they come through the door, I'll mind control them into you. <laughs> yes, this is an even better plan. I agree. Let us do so. Okay. So let's get a transformation roll to see if you <laughs> successfully transform yourself into a trap. Hmm. That is a grand total of three. Okay, on two dice? On two dice, yep. Okay, yeah. You 
can I, if I, if I could take some liberties to suggest that maybe you feel very confident that you are a successful trap ready to spring. However, you actually instead have an experience point. <laughs> that is a very uh, effective sounding suggestion. Do you want to use that, that experience point to, to make a new skill here? Or do you want to, I mean, you'd have to use two. Right. To make it into a 3D skill. I think I'm going to hold off on that for right now. I'll just bank it. Roger, roger. Okay. And so Agatha's prepped to mind control. Ashley, I, you know, I don't want to tell you what your character is doing, but, you know, I would love to just, you know, hear me out. See if you want, if you want to work it out this way, even though knowing that they're not going to be following you, you're not going to be escorting them. Would you be interested in going to the room where you know the trap is supposed to be set? And we'll see if these two individuals get overly excited and spring it or not. (laughs) Sure, why not? Okay, so why don't the three of you narrate? Tell me how this happens. I think Delilah, having listened to Agatha's suggestion about being really flat, is was trying to figure out how to approximate that as closely as possible and so has basically reconfigured themselves into like a net that's just laying flat on the ground (laughs) (laughs) okay ashley so what do you do with this uh with this room Uh, open the door and you knock do you say that you're just bound on in what what what's 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 your character doing i think because they're the target is not acquired, is not cooperating. She'll just walk into the room planning to explain to them how it didn't work. And so she'll just <laughs> fling open the door without her confidence, <laughs> but not be paying attention to anything on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Alan, how is Agatha Crispy responding to this sudden bounding entrance into the room? I guess the big question would be is whether or not I can identify it is my compatriot or not. Okay. That that would sound like you're trying to do something. I think it is. That's a four. Okay. I rolled a six. So you fail to recognize this <laughs> as your compatriot. Uh, I am going to attempt to cast mind control then. Okay. Why don't you roll to mind control? That's a two. That's a two. Is that on two dice? That is on one die. Add another die because that's a 2D skill. That's a six. Okay, so we got a seven. Ashley, what would what would Margot do to resist being mind controlled? Is that to do anything or have you got a skill that's relevant to that? <laughs> this might, I don't, you have to tell me if this is okay. I'd almost like to use infectious stupidity, but on myself. Like I want to turn my power in on myself to go into like a zen-like state of emptiness yeah you've sold me yeah let's roll this okay that's a 10 oh okay so why don't why don't you play this out for me agatha is trying to mind control and it's just washing over margo so how does this work between you two characters (laughs) margo enters the room about to tell her friends that the honeypot did not work. And then she sees Agatha just staring at her so intently. And she recognizes this look and immediately defensively goes slack jawed and glassy eyed. And her arms go limp at her sides to the point that the gloves just slip off because she's so relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and she inks a little. <laughs> Kyle, does Delilah try to spring any sort of ineffective trap at this moment? Oh, absolutely. Delilah <laughs> is the robot equivalent of a th- enthused about having friends and wants to to do their best to please their new friends and so absolutely is going to try and spring this trap okay i've got an idea why don't you why don't you roll and yeah i'm gonna increase the difficulty because because this this you're not really a trap but you're trying right difficulty's (laughs) going up so am i using the capture two skill still then yeah i think you are that is a seven on two dice beautiful because i rolled a 12 so give yourself an experience point (laughs) the net springs up i really don't know how you look like a net but you do you have the proper gaps and you go perfectly over margo and when i say perfectly i mean the gap in the net goes over margo so like she's still standing there and is in no way ensnared and is just standing in the hole Aha! I have <laughs> captured you. <laughs> you have a brand new shiny experience point. Yep. Do you want to use this uh, to your advantage as you as you go as you go to develop a new plan against your your enemies? I I do. I really do. Um, I mean, the skill can be, I have captured you. (laughs) (laughs) Not to tell you what to do. No, that's too perfect. We're we're doing it. (laughs) So I have captured you three. (laughs) At that point, a few stagehands burst into the room and say, where have you three been? We're trying to get to the next stage of the competition. And they are just shoving you out of the room and hastily shoving you into ball gowns and getting you onto stage. And you hear the MC say, and welcome to the final stage of our competition this evening, the ballroom dancing competition. And the last people left standing will be the winners of the ballroom dancing competition. Now, Dance for all your worth. The curtains open and you lock eyes with the Sildorians. And there's that tension. And with dancing, there is a lot of contact that can happen. So long as it looks good for the audience, you get the dread cold feeling that they have a lot of contact in store for you. What do you do? Yeah, we're doing it. Stupid, we're doing it. (laughs) Margo is going to sashay across the stage directly towards one of them and wrap them in a very sticky embrace because she's still covered in ink. (laughs) Wonderful. Okay, so in one fluid motion, you wrap yourself around your brand new dance partner and that brand new dance partner is locking eyes with you and smiling a mirthless smile for the crowd. And now you're dancing. Have you actually ensnared them, though? Let's find out. What are you rolling to uh, to get a hold of your opponent? Oh, that's a five. 
That's a five. Okay. I've got an eight. Dang it. So you don't successfully grab a hold of them because anytime you try to get your tentacle around anything that might be a good way to get a solid hold, you can feel the movement of the dance as they will move their hips, twist their shoulder, turn you into a spin and a pirouette, and they're going to spin you kind of hard. What are you trying to do to keep control of getting spun thusly? Mm. I am I'm going to use Calm Under Pressure to try to like make this into some fancy crowd-pleasing footwork. Ooh. That's especially bold when you don't have feet. Let's see how it works exactly. out. <laughs> uh, 12. 12. Well, that kind of beats an eight now, doesn't it? So you succeed. Amazing. So you've been able to keep your footing. Do remember to give yourself the experience point for not successfully grappling your opponent, though. Okay. Are you using or banking? Yeah, I'm going to use it. She learned something from that encounter, I think. I think she's going to develop a skill called tentacular. <laughs> Ooh. All right. So is that a 3D skill or a 2D skill? Are you building off of something that you've already done? I've forgotten. I think we'll make it a 2D skill. So, Kyle, as we have two free Sildorians, what are you doing with your scenario as you are just sparkling and glimmering in your beautiful ball gown? Delilah sees what Margot is doing and very quickly computes the efforts that she's trying to make and so also rushes over towards one of the the free Sildorians and tries to take them in a dance and is going to try to basically swing them up into a lift and very Looney Tunes style just throw them straight up into the ceiling. <laughs> oh, I so, I gonna have, you're going to have to roll for this. I so badly want this to work. <laughs> All right, what are you rolling? Can we apply that I have captured you as a, as like a, I'm trying to grab hold and get enough of a, a grip that I can grab and lift? You've sold me on it. Let's use it. So I have captured you. That is 11, 14 altogether. 14. Okay. So you have definitely captured them. Let's say that you get as far as the lift in terms of the capture. Now, if you want to throw them, I'd say that that's going to be something different than the capture. So give me another yes. skill roll. I think they're at a disadvantage here. So I'm going to drop the difficulty here. Okay. So what are you doing? What is your skill to throw them? What kind of skill is that? I think the only thing that I have that's relevant would be, this is not very uh, convincing human behavior, but... Could I attempt to reconfigure my anatomy again to stretch my arms really far <laughs> and just push them up into the ceiling? I will allow it, but you're going to have to make a bluff roll after. Cause that's... Fair enough. <laughs> this is too beautiful. Oh, six on two days. Okay, let me tell you what happens. As you lift them up, you see the snarl of the Soldarian. They... They know that there's no way you can hold them there forever. And then your arms extend and you see the eyes go wide. <laughs> and you swear the eyes stayed in place for a good second and a half before it catches up to their body. Like 
suspended and tied up in the rafters. <laughs> the audience, however, is kind of slack-jawed and aghast at what they've just seen. Why don't you tell the audience about your signature dance move? You see, I have used these long poles that I found backstage to... <laughs> to attempt a new form of dance where I assist my partner in elevation. So what are you rolling for that? I am rolling lying too. <laughs> That's a four. There is still some slack jawed. Um, <laughs> there are some slack jawed uh, looks from the audience and the MC steps in and actually kind of like tries to step in between the view of you and the audience, which is hard because they're all around. Like, uh, I'm afraid that use of uh, offstage props um, has resulted in the disqualification of one of one contestant. You may continue dancing, but you will not be eligible for, for the final score. Oh, no. Can I try to help my friend by reminding the audience about her most gracious display at the beginning of the competition. I, I think that if you would like to distract them from what they've seen, that could only go well. Okay. <laughs> would this be a, a calm under pressure situation or would this be a crowd work? You can work the crowd. That's definitely working the crowd. Yeah, crowd work. Okay. Okay, that's a 10. Yeah, I rolled a nine. So you... <laughs> tell me about this wonderful speech you've given to the audience. Yes. So I'm going to step forward. Uh, host, host, excuse me, but it has burdened my great human heart to remind the audience of the heroism that she, my, my compatriot, has displayed towards the beginning of the competition when I had taken a great tumble and she forthwith stepped forward to assist me now while she was perplexed and astounded by my gracious anatomy <laughs> she did not let that deter her from kindness a kindness that i do recall you applauding once so let us once again <laughs> applaud delilah with her great show of heroism in this moment, by attempting to share her culture, not only with me, not only with you, but with the universe. <laughs> and the crowd just, like, covering their hearts, tears in their eyes, just <laughs> applauding. The MC is not sure why, but he's happy. <laughs> Okay, so Alan, it's rolling around to Agatha Crispy, and we've got a remaining Soldarian. What are we doing about this situation? I think Agatha is going to approach the remaining Soldarian and use Moxie to pull off <laughs> a big spinning dip. Yeah. Let's see how that goes. Is it 2d6? That is 2d6. Roll well, sir. Oh, no. Oh, no. That is Snake Eyes. No! Oh, no! Okay. Give yourself an experience point. Let me narrate a little bit of this, and then you get to tell me if you're building a new skill at this stage or not. You can see the Sildarian as they start to take the dip. That Sildarian kind of throws their 
anatomy backwards farther than you expected that they were going to and then just kind of whiplashes back, does a flip and lands on the other side of you and then rears around and is going to take hold of your hand. Now tell me, first of all, are you going to bank your experience point or are you going to use it? I'm actually going to use it to create a skill called Uncanny Balance. So give yourself a 3d6 Uncanny Balance. Now, this Sildarian is reaching out to grab a hold of you. Tell me what you're rolling to resist this attempt to grapple you. I am actually going to use the Uncanny Balance in an attempt to kick one leg out for the said Uncanny Balance and lean backward doing basically like a pistol squat while leaning backwards. <laughs> only you, only you could manage to work triathlon training into this game. So what'd you roll? 3d6, correct? Yes. That's an 11. 11. Okay. I've got some good news and some bad news. <laughs> Which do you want to hear first? Uh, let's go with the good news. Did I get an experience point? You got an experience point. All right, that puts me at three, correct? Because so I, I just used one to create. Mm -hmm. That gives me, that puts me at my balance at three. Okay, so you could actually use all three of those experience points to flip all three of those dice into a brand new skill. I would like to. All right, what 4D skill are you creating? And it's in reference to... To your pistol squad. To my pistol squad. <laughs> I'm terrified of how you could abuse the verbiage pistol squat. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm going to use the 4D skill, the hammer. Okay. Okay. Um, how are we relating the hammer to a pistol squat? So in the way that you kind of recoil and you put all of this pressure down on one leg, you leverage yourself to where... If you throw yourself backwards and release the pistol squat, the hammer, quote unquote, drops and uh... unleashes a kick that has some flourish to it. Almost like it would be, forgetting the ballet term, but a very nice kind of leg kick that will fling upwards and then carry you into a standing position. Am I to understand that you were using esoteric jargon of your niche interest to abuse the mechanics of my game never <laughs> because i totally approve of that sort of thing so like i say roll with it but in the creation of the skill you did not quite execute the pistol squat in sufficient timing to avoid the grab so you have a Sildarian that has a nice strong hold on you and he pulls you in close and sneers the other two of you see this unfolding. Kyle, it's been the longest since you've done something. You see this happen with Agatha Crispie squarely in the Sildarian's grasp. What are you doing to intervene for your compatriot? So my arms are still up in the air, holding the other Sildarian up into the ceiling, right? Well, they're kind of tied up in the rafters right now. Oh, okay. So, I've, so they I've... can't go anywhere. Right, okay. And this Sildarian's grappled Agatha, right? Yep. Good stronghold on her? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to uh, borrow a trick from a pastor friend of mine, actually. So Delilah is going to 
walk over to the Sildarian and just eye to eye or eye to optical receptors. <laughs> My friend, are you aware that most of matter is containing only empty space? Logically, you can't be holding anything right now because all you're holding is mostly empty space. In fact, all you are is mostly empty space. So clearly, you're you are mistaken. There's, there is so much space in between your atoms and in between the, the centers and electron cloud of your atoms that logically, it makes no sense that you can hold anything. Therefore, you can't be holding anything and basically attempt to bluff my way into making him let go. Okay, so why don't you make a roll for that? Okay. That is a five. That is a five. The Sildarian looks at you and says, That doesn't make the slightest bit of sense. I, don't you know that I have earned my doctorate in, in particle physics from the, from the Snyderian Academy on Filtralis 5? That's, that's, this is an insult. This is, this is, and at this point, you do get an experience point. Yep. But he is really kind of distracted at just the infuriating attempt. Like he is going down into the level of bonds of quarks at this point. <laughs> he is talking molecular bonds. He is pulling out sections of his dissertation at how <laughs> wrong you are. <laughs> Ashley, what is Margot doing with this moment? That's a great question because she just got done hyping her girl up and <laughs> Agatha Crispy is like somehow managing to be a barbarian. <laughs> I think Margot is going to sort of like move from partner to partner to kind of like try to gracefully move over to this space and because she's covered in ball gown and i'm in like so much tool um <laughs> she's gonna allow one of her tentacles to slither out and sweep the leg nice let's see it eight eight uh okay good news and bad news All right. um, which do you want to hear bad news first like a band-aid okay yeah okay the bad news is bad news for the sildarian because they go down hard yes like, <laughs> your tentacle sweeps that leg they are both airborne before just you hear the sound of whatever the Seldarian equivalent of a sacrum is <laughs> smack down onto the floor. Oh, yeah. She did this with real mean girl's energy. <laughs> so you hear the muffled. And Alan, it's back around to you. As the grip goes slack on you, what are you doing with this Seldarian dance partner? I would like to place my hands on both sides of their face and go in for a kiss. <laughs> I'm not sure that's anatomically possible the Sildarian uh, okay I don't, even, I don't even know what to roll to resist that there will be a second stage to this if I am successful oh no oh thank goodness <laughs> how many d6 two you gotta tell me what skill are you rolling to plant a smooch on an enemy bounty the quicker picker upper <laughs> <laughs> 
Because if I'm successful, I'm going to absorb all the moisture out of them. Yeah, this is like a Dementor oh. situation. Yep, 100%. Okay, I rolled, and I did not roll happy, so why don't you... <laughs> I'm going to try and work with this a little bit. Let's say that after they land, you having the stunned enemy pick them back up and then lean in for your smooch, you do plant your lips on them and roll for for quicker picker-upper. So that was 2d6, correct? Yes. That's eight. Oh my gosh, I rolled six. <laughs> so... <laughs> As you plant the smooch and begin to just absorb the moisture from the Sildarian, you see their eyes go wide. You can see them kind of go pale and limp into like a severely dehydrated state. I'm assuming we're not going like full on turning them into jerky no, in front no, of no. everyone. No, no, no. Oh, good. <laughs> this is a PG game, folks. <laughs> or is it? I don't know. <laughs> I would just like to state this is not reflective of the marriage I have with my husband. <laughs> no, but it is very reflective of what playing games with Alan usually ends up like. <laughs> Only it usually takes a very dark turn from here. After your kiss and they are just uncoordinated, unconscious with dehydration, you just set them gently on the floor and pirouette away. <laughs> <laughs> and the curtain closes <laughs> as they come for the final awards ceremony things are getting staged uh, and the stage hands are first of all they they approach you like what what is going on what was that about i know that things can get tense politically but attacking one of your contestants i have determined that the Sildorians were up to something. They are the ones that we believe put the eel in the pool, and we have stopped them. Okay, what are you doing to convince this person? Hmm. Roll a do anything, see what happens. Yeah, I think we'll have to go with that. That's a six. Yes! Oh, and uh, that's a success. Give yourself a new skill, because we're here. Sweet. I am going to give myself, I'm going to give myself a storytelling skill. Nice. All right. I'm going to also pitch something that I, you know, that I imagine is probably you can, this is your character. So you can say, no, 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 no. That's not what happens. Like I'm imagining that the staff hands are saying, I assume that you have some proof. And then you say, of course. And then there's just a dot matrix sound of printing <laughs> as the document just kind of like come out from your abdomen, like showing your your documentation. <laughs> yep. It is very detailed. It is very thorough. Lays out all of the uh, signs that were indicated on his analysis. All of the, the conclusions that were drawn, even logical proofs to determine <laughs> that very clearly this was the only reasonable conclusion that could have been made. Well, the Sidarians have been after the Tiberian diplomats, so that would make sense that they would go after her. But during the competition, I never would have suspected. We'll make sure they're apprehended immediately. Thank you. And you're welcome. Yeah, th thank, th th definitely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you s so much. Um, just keep those arms under control if you would. Uh, uh, okay. I will do my best. And so they bring you out 
onto the stage for the Miss Universe competition. And the MC said, for the first time in our history, we have a three-way tie. The crown will be shared between Miss Agatha Crispie, Delilah, and Margot Martindale. And they actually try to put the crown on all three of your heads simultaneously <laughs> and pass the bouquet and hang one massive, massive sash over the three of you <laughs> that says Miss Universe. I won! And curtain. <laughs> well, thank you all for joining us for this Roll for Shoes adventure, and thank you so much, the three of you. This was so much fun. Truly. Thank you for having us and putting us putting up with our chaos. <laughs> for any of our, our listeners interested as to where they can find any more of your madness online, where can they go? Well, typically I handle this in the podcast chores, so if co-hosts you don't mind, you can find us mostly anywhere. Minmaxpod.com is our website. Minmaxpod on all the socials except Reddit or slash you slash minmaxpodcast. If you like what we do, go ahead and give us a listen. And we even have a phone number that you can call into for fun things and to just kind of talk to us a little bit. And we respond to those sometimes. So, yeah. We also can... have a Discord now. We also have a Discord, which is free to join for anyone who wants to come in and hang out and see the shenanigans live. It, it's free to join, but you have to pay to leave, right? That's exactly it. That's exactly yep. I mean, just like friendship. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you once again, and to all our listeners, be safe, be blessed, and be geeky. Thanks for listening to Geek at Arms. Music for this podcast was provided by Incompetech.com. For more, check us out at Facebook.com forward slash Geek at Arms. Give us a like and maybe even subscribe to us on iTunes. That would be awesome.